Mark Selby, Chair and CEO of Canada Nickel Company, uh, advancing the Crawford Nickel Sulfide discovery uh, through the production the middle of this decade. Mark, good to see you. Good to see you, Matthew. We see each other weekly. Von is it. Here we <laughs> exactly. are, face-to-face in South Africa. What are you doing here? You're a Canadian company. Yeah. Why are you here? We are here because this is one of the uh, best conferences in terms of seeing investors, corporates, and private equity. Right. Uh, given the location, you get a lot of people in from Europe and also from Australia. So you basically can cover off two continents with one trip. Okay, so, yeah. so new investors, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the, the next phase of investment for you guys yeah. is going to be fairly substantial. So just talk us through the types of investors that you're looking at, because you, you've got feasibility survey coming out at the end of this year? Yes, yep, on track for end, end of the fourth quarter and mm-hmm. resource update, uh, which will feed that feasibility study uh, by the end of the second quarter this year. So. Right. Yeah, in terms in terms of investors, you know where we're really focused right now is uh, again at this conference you've got uh, uh, large Asian companies that are project partners um, and mm-hmm. offtake partners. Mm-hmm. Um, you've also got uh, the good mining private equity funds, um, you know that are keen to uh, look for new equity opportunities, and obviously in the battery metal space, uh, you know there, there's not a lot of of high quality. Nickel projects out there, so uh, we we had a pretty full uh, couple of days here. Well, that's actually an interesting point, right? Mm-hmm. You, you say that, right? There's not a lot of you know, big new nickel projects coming online. I yeah. guess all of those potential partners or investors will, will recognize that. But the market right now, very difficult time, very yeah. awkward. Is that part of the discussion or because you're a kind of multi-decade, multi-cycle project, it doesn't really matter so much? Yeah, no, I mean, to today's price really doesn't have an influence in terms of, of you know, it's a going to be you know, 25 years in the PEA. We've made it pretty clear that we're going to have a 50 to 100% increase in the resource base that's in the feasibility study. So you're yeah. now looking at a 30 to 40 year operation. You know, what people with this kind of a project are really yeah. looking at the long-term macro and saying, you know, what, what, you know, what can the, you know, what does the market need right, uh, you know, right now? Obviously, you know, we, along with the entire market, all got whacked um, 40%. Um, but the, the, the other dimension here is, you know, there's a lot of also good fund, uh, you know, institutional investors here. So, you know, that's a, a big key focus for us. So, again, you know, getting them to come into the name to, to make mm-hmm. sure we don't get taken out too cheaply, too early. So... <laughs> Nice problem to have. Yes, it? yeah. But it, nevertheless, it is a problem. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, th- we, we did our capital raise at the beginning of March at, at you know, $3.10, which is, you know, the, it, we're a third lower today. So yeah. it would have been a lot more dilution. So we were. it was great to hit the market uh, when we did. And and again, we've got shareholders now in the base who that, you know, once once they, you know, they're all sitting on the sidelines right now because mm-hmm. with with the macro overhang. But once yeah. we kind of get through that, and I think, you know, into the into the later part of the year with the EV, uh, EV demand, you know, continuing to pull the entire market through, you yeah. know, I think we'll see people step back back in again. Interesting. Okay. So you, you've also just put a pr- press release out. Talking of scale, yeah. you put a press release out, suggests that there's a lot more to be had. Yeah. That's the, the thing that I think investors should really focus on. So yeah, Crawford on its own largest sulfide discovery since the early 1970s. You know, it'll be one of the five largest nickel sulfide operations globally. Last year, uh, we put together 13 additional targets in the Timmins region. Uh, uh, these deposits are, are identifiable just with geophysics, you know, and then because they're disseminated, you can test them relatively quickly and easily um, uh, with the drilling that we're doing. So we, we've we've been able to start doing it. We haven't been able to actually go after the best targets first because 
it's uh, melts time in Timmins, and so things are a little soggy for a while. And right. we've got uh, some of our properties. There's a new First Nations involved that we need to get exploration agreements in place with first. Right. So we've basically gone into some of the middle of the pack targets, and the release yesterday was weed. So this is a target that's you know a multiple the size of Crawford. Um, and with our second hole, you know, we hit 400 meters, uh, nearly 400 meters of the mineralization that we're looking for and 80 meters, you know, of that mineralization looked like above average. So, you know, we're pretty excited that, you know, this could be another, <laughs> another, you know, quite, quite good, uh, yeah. discovery. So based on money that you raised, yeah, look cheap. If you continue to kind of deliver these sorts of results, oh, for sure. No, I mean the, the 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 exploration upside with this, you know, in terms of drilling dollar per resource identified, yeah. you know, is 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 massive with these kinds of deposits. And right. so the you know twenty million of of the raise that we did was flow through. So it'll be exp resource development. Some of that will be resource in terms of better defining the resource at Crawford. But you know, a good chunk of that is is going to allow us to step around all these targets uh, mm -hmm. over the next year and and see how many of them uh, end up you know being another Crawford. Yeah, right. So the the feasibility study thing component by the end of the year, yeah. fully financed. Yeah. This exploration, I know you, okay, the ground's a bit soggy in places at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you will be allocating, so how much of that has flow through is going on the ground this year? 20 million will be spent over the next 12 months. So, 12 months, yeah. okay, yeah. not this yeah. year. Okay, yeah. 12 months, fine. And um, you're not gonna get that reflected in your share price in the current market, right? for sure. Yeah. Yep. No, it's risk off. No one's paying attention to yep. anything going on. Yep. So how do you how do you play that? Do you say, well, tell you what, maybe we'll just slow down the drilling for now, and we'll kind of move, you know, get into it later this year when the market's going to back back in play. Uh, or to get on with it. I think it's just get on with it. Right. You know, this this project all along has been you know get on with it. Yeah. You know, we will be putting out a feasibility study. You know. 39 months after yeah. we made the discovery. Yeah. Uh, which for, for the a project that would be the the largest base metal project in Canada. You yeah. know, that's kind of record speed. So I think with with this, it's basically get the work done. And then when the market comes back, you know, they'll they'll look and say, oh, okay, yeah. they've made three, four, five, six, seven more discoveries uh, in the meantime. And and so right. hopefully when they, they do come back into the market, we're at top of the list in terms of who they're going to start picking okay. up again. If I, if I look at gold companies, right? Yep. Sometimes gold companies, they drill, 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 and the projects get so big, that they, people stop listening to the big number because yep. it's it's the same. It's, yep. it's five million ounces, seven million ounces, same thing. Yeah, you know, five million ounces, ten million, same thing. Yeah, for, for for you guys though, in nickel sulfides, scale is everything. Yep. Uh, life of mine is everything because you get the economies of scale and it's you know it's, you get the tension of the majors or yep. majors other edits with their balance sheets. So, what what is the difference in terms of where you play perhaps a gold project versus what, what you're trying to do here? Yeah, no, no. Again, scale is important, and, and again to sort of distinguish yourself. But um, to that point though, you know we're not going to add a third billion ton of resource on right. top of the two billion or so that we'll likely end up with with yeah. the resource at the end of this quarter um, you know until we get full value for the first two billion Got it. what we are going to do though with with those other properties is again delineate the exploration potential um, and, and another big reason to do it now is is defensively yeah um, 
you know, in, in a big, good base metal assets and an auction process go out for 0.8 to one times now. If you can go back over the last decade mm. um, and, and, and projects that were of a certain scale, yeah. that's the kind of, of, of value multiple they went out for. If you're a good project with a lot of expiration potential, you know, those can trade up as high as 1.2 to 1.5 times now. So for us, $15 million of capital, you know, to potentially get them, you know, an exit multiple up towards 1.2 to 1.5 is a, is a tremendous return on investment. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Is. Here's the thing. We're in, in Cape Town uh, now. We've been talking mm -hmm. to lots of African, uh, well, companies with African assets, African plays. Yeah. And one of the big conversations that's going on at the moment is the fact that, do you know what? Africa is much more investable than say, some of these uh, Western jurisdictions. Yep. Uh, not least of all, because we've seen a lot of um, you know conversations in terms of uh, in, in South America, because this social not social unrest, but yep. socialism mm -hmm. um, and uh, nationalism. But in Canada, you've got the old First Nations in play. You know that's yeah. that stopped stopped uh, or at least slowed down quite a few projects. What, what's that? What's that? What's happening with you guys? Yeah, so that was you know the other big release uh, that's just come out. So uh, we kicked off, uh, formally kicked off our permitting process. So you file what's called an initial project description yep. with the federal uh, environmental agency, uh, and as part of that. Uh, there's there's a uh, impact assessment process that happens. Uh, we put agreements in place with all three uh, First Nations that we work with, and again for the first time, you know, we think this is the first time that's been done. Normally, you know, the company hires a consultant who writes a report. You give it to the First Nations to say, is this mm -hmm. what you think you do? Um, you know, we're at, in, in this case, there's certain chapters of the, that report. We're actually it's <laughs> it's 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 your land. It's your yeah. territory. Yeah. You know it best. You write the chapter and, 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 and make sure it's shaped in the way that you want to do it. So we're providing the funding, providing the, the staffing for them to, to yeah. basically manage that, their, the, the, okay. that, that part of our report that'll get filed uh, with the government. Yeah. And then if you look at, you know, in terms of the comments in that release, you know, from First Nations, uh, again, I think it's, you know, from day one, that's been a focus for us. Uh, that's the right thing to do. Um, and you can see it reflected in the comments from First Nations. And again, in terms of that permitting risk, you know, if, if you have your, if, if, you know, you, the communities you work with are actually helping to promote your project, yeah. um, you know, then everything can move as, you know, move as, as, as quickly as possible. So, Fantastic. yeah. So what, what I mean, I've not, I've not heard anyone do it that way. That, yeah. That's really interesting, yeah. really innovative. I mean, if I look at the rest of this year, though, okay, feasibility started at some point at the end of this yeah. year, but what are the things that you've been a bit of drilling? Yeah. What are the other things that you're managing along the way till end, end of uh, 2022? Yeah, so in terms of Calus, the financing was, was a big one. Yeah. Filing that initial uh, permitting document, yeah. also a big one. Resource update and the Q2. Feasibility right, study Q4. Yeah. We'll have these district scale uh, um, yeah. uh, expiration results. And then uh, we'll see, we'll have definitive uh, impact benefit agreements in place with, with the First Nations groups, hopefully by the end of this year as well. Okay. Um, we're, we're, we're quite well advanced uh, along that path as well. And so we expect to have those in place before the feasibility studies complete. That's really interesting. And yeah. you, all, all of the above makes it a very defensible, well, sorry, hopefully a very defensible position for you, yes. which, which is important. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, the other key piece is, is again, uh, Canada relative to quote, a lot of other safe jurisdictions mm -hmm. uh, to Chile and Peru have, have made, you know, made yeah. it increasingly difficult to, 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 to build and, and uh, earn financial returns for mining projects. Uh, what's, what's been nice, Canada, Ontario, where we are specifically, is one of the few places that actually makes cars and mines nickel. Mm -hmm. um, and so the, both the provincial government and the federal government, you know, have got 
you know, critical mineral strategies. Uh, they've got uh, mine to EV strategies in place. Um, mm. They've been providing funding. Uh, you can go and look at Ontario and Canada in terms of they provided funding to the car makers to retool their, their plants to make EVs. Mm. They provided funding to battery plants to set up battery plants. Uh, in the province, and we hope you know once we get the feasibility study, once the provincial election uh, is over, um, that you know we'll be able to be in a position to also you know get some of that funding because they are really focused on trying to you know catalyze this opportunity for the province because I think they we do understand that you know if they want a seat at the table for the next hundred years in terms of how the EV market's going to unfold, they need to get in there in the next five or six years. Okay, yeah. let's, let's let's see what provincial and state government do to help you. Yes. Um, you come on our uh, battery show yes, quite regularly. Mm -hmm. Here's an update on what's going on in the market. We talk a lot about China. We talk a lot about Indonesia. Yeah. Um, and, and also some of the players uh, out there in the marketplace. So what, what do we need to know about what's happening in China? Given the kind of current recent ramifications of yeah. Russia, Ukraine, yeah. right? Uh, it, you know, relations between Russia, China, and may, maybe even the US kind of looking at China and going, well, just be careful here. Um, we're, mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're watching brief going on. How's that affecting um, you know global nickel supply? Yeah. So so the the key part nickel supply last year was two two and a half two point six million tons. Yeah. One point six million of that is basically China and Chinese controlled parts of Indonesia. Mm -hmm. That only leaves a million tons of nickel for the rest of the world. And yeah. that number that amount actually has been shrinking year in year out yeah. for the last six years. Russia is more than 20% of that number. And so, you know, what what uh, was a sort of geo geopolitical risk in the nickel supply chain was fairly substantial before, yeah. you know, and I think, you know, people would have ranked it as a six or seven out of 10 with what's happened. You know, it's, it's now a nine or 10 out of 10. And yeah. so, uh, you know, the car companies, I think now are, are you know, are, you know, desperately realizing that they need to secure sources of nickel that, are, you know, aren't coming from a, you know, current, yeah. uh, hostile country or a potentially hostile country right. in the next five to 10 years. So that it's great for a project like ours. And Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we, we had a, a chat in here earlier. We were talking about um, what is an Elon Musk related mm -hmm. thing, obviously in terms of use cases for the different batteries. And, you know, we obviously we looked at nickel's contribution at the higher end and yep. maybe designing it out down at the lower end, but that, that holds no concern for you in terms of demand. No, I mean, our view, and if you can go back two and a half years ago to our very first sessions mm -hmm. and talked about the fact that there's going to be three batteries, LFP, for the lower end with lower range where the range really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to have uh, the high end, you know, where you, again, for all of the North American car makers, they're focused on e, you know coming out with EV versions of their biggest trucks and SUVs first, those all have to be nickel. You know, they just just they'd have to have it. They'd have to trailer with a battery packet, you know, off the back of it if they were going to power some of these trucks yeah. with an LFP battery. So, uh, if, so for us, you know, that high end will always have to be nickel, and in the middle. Again, our view, there's not going to be enough nickel to go around to all the EV applications, and yeah. so you know what you're going to see is in that mid market and Tesla's already doing that and others doing it you know you can have an LFP battery or you can have a, a higher nickel yep. battery and so I think you'll see that emerge on a range of models they'll just change that pricing to reflect the amount of nickel that's available and, and that'll be the rationing mechanism to keep nickel supply and demand in balance and what's that looking like in terms of number of producers we've seen there some you know uh, you know, high-grade nickel uh, projects here and there. It's all kind of very small scale at, at, at the moment. Um, we've seen some Aussie Aussie companies yeah. coming through. It's quite you know some quite attractive ones. Yeah. Canada, 
well, handful. That's a handful. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's, there's us in Ontario. There's a couple of good projects out in British So this Columbia. nervousness around you know supplying for OEMs and battery manufacturers more broadly, it's real. Oh, it's one hundred percent real. I mean, the, it, when there was just quote the other day about Elon Musk, you know, musing about getting into mining. Yeah. Um, the mining industry has not, you know, really accelerated, you know, a lot of production. I mean, we yeah. need to double. <clears throat> We need to double nickel supply by 2030 versus where it was in 2020. And other than China and Indonesia, yeah. you know, there's a few projects in the pipeline, but you're probably talking at most maybe 50 to 100,000 tons of nickel, you know, and that's, that's, yeah. that, that's, that'll be next, you know, half of what the, the market growth is next year. You know, we need 10 times, you know, just, just, just huge amounts more uh, yeah. coming down the pipeline and, and there's just not a lot of visibility on it. Right. So. Yeah. yeah, but the the money is there. Like, well, I guess you're having some of those conversations this week. But you, you know, you've been talking to people for the past few months. The money's there when you need it. Oh yeah, yeah. In terms of getting the, you know, right. Because that's I always mean, the I mean, important. Oh yeah, bit, having isn't it? advanced the nickel project last yeah. decade, where people are not particularly keen on nickel yeah. versus the, the current environment. You know, in terms of the different pools of capital between debt, equity, and other structured finance. Yeah. You know, there's 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 multiple people yeah. around that that are. The reason I ask yeah. is right. You, you yeah. go and companies come on here and say, hey. I need a billion bucks. Yeah. I need 2.5 billion bucks to build yeah. this thing. The retail shareholders going, whoa, yeah. look at your market cap compared to that. Yeah. This thing ain't ever getting done. I'm off ski. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas it's very normal on a nickel and copper project yeah. for projects of that quantum to get, to well, one, to get financed and, and the, the constructs are, are there to do that. So again, doesn't hold any fear for you? No, no. I mean, in terms of, you know, these types of, we work with Rothschild in my past life as a project finance advisor for a number of years. You know, yeah. these projects can carry 60% debt. So that, you know, that billion dollars becomes 400, no, so in our case it's 1.2. So yeah. say 500 million of equity, yeah. you know, that we need to get. Um, and then in terms of the, the opportunities to be able to fund that, uh, again, the car companies are extremely keen to lock in. Uh, yeah. And uh, they, they now realize that just having your name in a press release yeah. doesn't really help get your project financed. And, yeah. and I realize that that's not going to happen either. So we put some fairly sizable numbers on the table with them to say, if you want this amount of nickel, this is the quantum right. of capital that you need to get. Right. Um, you know, we think with a, you know, a couple of contracts, we should be able to, to help fill in a good chunk right. of that 500. Uh, in our feasibility study, uh, we had PGMs in the concentrate uh, that because we, in the PEA, assumed it all went to the stainless steel industry. We didn't yeah. get paid for. Some of the PGMs will get paid for. And streaming PGMs for a base metal project, uh, yeah. that's only a small percentage of your revenue yeah. when you have a large mine life, is, is, is helpful. So that, that, that could be upwards of $100 million of, of a capital for us uh, in terms of streaming that off up front. So between that, between the offtake partners and their worst case scenario, there's still a gap to plug. You know, the way a lot of copper projects got financed in the past is you would have, you know, uh, Asian trading house, you know, to yeah. come in for 20 to 40%. Yeah. They paid, you know, generally in the order of 0.8 times nav yeah. for the project to get into the project. Yeah. Um, and and that that capital that they brought helped fund your remaining portion right. of it. So, yeah, you know, there's 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 quite a... So no one's getting diluted out of this thing. No. It, the, the constructs or the, the structures are there, been there for a long time. Yeah. And the noises you're hearing are suggest that the demand is there for you. Yeah, for, for sure. And, and again, at the end of the day, for whatever reason, because things change, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the key is, is we have an asset that 
the large mid tiers and the majors would, you know, would we believe ultimately love to own. Yeah. Um, so in a worst case scenario, if we can't raise the capital ourselves, we'll yeah. just run an auction process. And, and again, with full value, I've got most of my money in here. I'm not interested in a, you know, in, in the 2014 shareholders should be nervous because in that 2014, 18 period, there's probably at least half a dozen, a dozen projects where, you know, to get their project built, they, did uh, a stream, a royalty, you know, high cost debt, and then did a hundred percent equity raise on top of it. Wow. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's like it, the upsides, the upsides all gone. Yeah, yeah, that you know that the, the CEO got to build their their pet project, but right. they screwed the shareholders. So that's not, not interested. In not that. interested in that one hundred percent. Yeah, okay. yeah. If, if 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 for some reason the market's not there, we'll just run an auction process. Good to see you. Good to see you, sir. Yeah, enjoy the rest of uh, your, your week. What are you actually shooting off by soon? I'm off this afternoon, sadly. Right, I'm okay. off to Korea next week. Korea? So, yes, for a series of meetings with I know various some companies TV out there. Supply chain. Right. Key battery type space, people. Battery type people. So it's the place to be. Very full schedule. So. Well, okay. Well, I get up with that, travels. Maybe when you get back, you can tell us all about it. Sounds great.